0: thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Gavin Forklips, I'm coming home for you, Gavin Forklips. Why is that song? So that's good by Horses by I think Lazarus. Um, if you don't know the song, you would know the song. It's from Silence of the Lambs. It's where um, the freaky guy is dancing in the in the basement. He goes, I put the butt, the lotion in the basket to make the baby or whatever it is. I can't remember. But um, that song's amazing. But it's all over social media. I don't like things that I know from my era being exposed by you gen-whatever-you-zars. What are they? They're very good at social media, the little shits. Really bloody good. at. They really know how to bloody grapple this new media, don't they? Aren't they, you little shits? Hey, hi, welcome, welcome to Niche's Quiche. I hope you're good. Um, sorry, I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, look, I put the podcast out when I feel like I've got enough stories to tell you. Um, so it's not on the dot all the time. So, But thank you to people checking in to see that I've not, you know, topped myself or something. I think that people worry and I get that. I understand. Sorry, I should have put a trigger warning there. Um, no, or that I've fallen off the wagon and I'm drinking. Still not drinking. Still not drinking. So I don't like a stinking inking. Um, uh, yeah, thank you for checking in. But you don't need... You, yeah, you, it, it is good to... Yeah, if you're worried about it, you do check in. Um, but yeah, I'm fine. Totally fine. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, I was going to do the podcast yesterday, but I was too tired. I just was not... I got up. I did the swim. It was really hard because uh, if you're new to the podcast, I uh, two to three times a week, I um, to bore you all again, I wake up at 4am and I go for a swim in a one of the ocean pools in Sydney. It's really cold and it's shocking to jump in. But the one I normally go to was closed for cleaning, so I had to go to another one and wade in. So you, you get in first, your ankles are cold. And I rushed in like a surf lifesaver. Oh, it's frosty. Um, then I came back and I was just too tired. I had a lot of stuff to do. I really um, did not get as much stuff done yesterday as I needed to do. I really slacked off. But I think my, I don't even know what my body needed. I ate all day as well, eating, eating a lot of fish at the moment. Don't know why my body must be craving fish. Maybe it's something from my um, ancestral DNA that's like, buddy, get your Amiga oils in you. Um, I don't know what else is in fish apart from lead. Or is that an old wives' tale? Why do old wives tell tales? Bloody old wives. You telling a tale, are you? You old? You got a husband? Yeah, bloody not believing that. It's an old wives' tale. Um, yeah, so I've been craving fish. So I've been cooking fish a lot, which is kind of, yeah, I guess... Uh, I guess good for you. And lots of, do you know what I've really enjoyed? Um, God, this is a boring podcast, isn't it? What is this? Uh, I've really enjoyed, there's a certain, I don't know what, it's an organic can of lentils, which sounds rank, um, because I love lentils. I love cooking lentils. And I I had a can of lentils in the cupboard, and I was like, and I've always been a bit low. I don't know why I had it in there, because I've been always a bit weird about, like, why would I open up a can of lentils? Do not get the Italian brand. I'm just saying, do not get the Italian lentils. Um, if this does sound appetizing to you. And I cracked over, it was like this organic tin of lentils in water. And it drained away really quickly, and I just mixed it through with some tuna and avocado and some chili. It was so delicious. Oh my goodness, what a what a good, quick, bloody, um, nutrient dense, uh bloody proteiny meal. Proteiny teeny! Remember the ovaltinis? Ovaltinis. Um proteiny. Uh ovaltini. I don't think they make them anymore. Or if they do, I know that I did see them in uh, I think it was in Thailand, or somewhere in Southeast Asia, where I did see a packet of Ovaltinis and I bought them straight away, I don't think you can get them here still. But it was like compact Milo, compactable Ovaltine, which is like, it's a, another version of Milo. It was like that, um, all that weird energy uh, stuff that was going on in the 80s with Nutrigrain and Milo, and it was basically just sugar. Like, oh, get your energy, turn into a man, ever Milo. Go to bed, champ, have a, no, go to bed, have a good night's sleep, have a glass of milk, then wake up feeling energized. There's your energy champ. You don't need to have a Milo or um, nutri Um, if you're overseas, Nutrigrain is a very strange product. It's a sugar coated, um, high fiber, ni- niacin, iron, nutri uh, that surf lifesavers or iron men. That's what they should bring back the iron people. Bring back the I used to love that. So you watch Trevor Hendy and Guy Leach. These were Iron Men running up the beach, and there was a little fella, Craig or something, some little guy from Manly. They all had that. They all represented their little, uh, uh, their little swim clubs. It's very, very, very gay when you look at it, Um, in a great way. Just like men, just celebrating men in the surf, golden tasselled men in the sand with their little speedos on doing that flag. remember that i used to do surf life saving we used to do a thing called flag flag race and you'd lay in the sand and there'd be a bit of um a bit of hose stuck in the sand so there'd be 10 kids all laying down uh with their uh heads facing away from nine bits of this sounds so absurd, what I'm explaining right now. Nine bits of cut up gardening hose that were stuck in the sand and they were the um they were the flags. So what would happen is ten kids laying down, nine flags, and you'd race, you'd get up, they'd blow the whistle, and you'd race in you'd run in the sand, so sand running, which is very hard, and try to grab a flag or a bit of um, gardening hose. And one by one you're eliminated until there's just two kids left behind and one flag. Anyway, what the hell yeah, anyway, nice and iron. Nutrigrain. Nutrigrain, so it's this kind of a real sugary cereal that's marketed as being like, uh, like for, you know, bodybuilding and stuff like that, which it just wasn't, it was just sugar. And um, what some, someone did in the early eighties or late seventies worked out that you can make, uh, like a snack, a curried snack called nuts and bolts because the Nutrigrain is actually shaped kind of like a, uh, like a latch bolt in a way. And then you put nuts with it. It was called Nuts and Bolts. They put a bit of curry powder in there, uh, something extra sweet to add to it. Awful, awful, awful thing. It was just that real kind of white culinary um, abduction of flavour, like taking something that was exotic to white bread Australia and going, oh, put some curry powder? Yeah, put some Nutrigrain with that. Put some peanuts? Oh, Gladys, that's delightful. Um, Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... That's how culinary cuisine. Maybe someone needs to do that type of deep dive on, well, that's me, isn't it? Um, on old and lost recipes from the 1970s and not the women's weekly, um, cake book, which is, I think it being exploited a lot, but yeah, there's definitely a place for someone to revisit those awful, awful recipes. Apricot chicken. Oh my God. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. I was in New Zealand. I was in Christchurch. And I went to a food court. Now, lots of big Maori people around, and they're really packing out this one place. I was like, this place has got to be good. And I got to the front of the line. I looked in the bain-marie. Oh, the bain-marie. And uh, the the hot-selling item, get this. Apricot chicken carbonara. (coughs) Cream chicken apricots pasta. Fuck off. Disgusting, guys. Bloody disgusting. Um, Gee, it's going to be a loose podcast, you can tell. Me brains pinging everywhere, ping, ping, pinger. I uh, haven't had a pinger in bloody eons. Bloody remember the days? You like back in the nineties. Oh, you got a, got a pinger, and you bloody go. Oh, go halves in a pinger with you. Do you want to have another half? Uh, probably explains a lot of uh, brain damage that's going on in society these days. Anyway, um, I'll play you something now, and I'll tell you about passive aggressiveness. All right, hang on. Shoot. A precise history of things with Sam Simmons. Keith. You guys probably don't know Keith. Keith was born Keith Graham Antonio Willoughby in Renmark on the 19th of March 1965 in a caravan on an old Sepultura t-shirt. Unfortunately, Keith was then tormented by the local children, nicknaming him Old Sepultura T-shirt Caravan Keith. I Keith's favourite colour is really popular, and he really loves it, heaps. And the gold logie goes to. Heaps. Unfortunately, Keith was born with one arm that would hang lower than the other. Old long-arm Sepultura t-shirt caravan Keith was. His other nickname. Keith didn't finish high school and left to begin an apprenticeship as a magician's chef. Keith wasn't very magical, but he had a passion for gourmet food which he'd magically fashion into shapes like triangles and squares and sometimes a rhombus. Dude, what are you doing to my breakfast? I'm magically turning it into a shape? That's so stupid. Could you not? Not what? Touch my food. I am touching your food. Yes, I know. Don't. Wow! Why'd you say wow? Because your breakfast is now a circle. I won't eat this circle food, you caravan freak. Stop singing! But I'm f***ing very magical! Just get out of here, you old not very magical long-arm sepultura t-shirt caravan man! I like Keith. Sexy mother... No-one asked you, Patricia. I'm Patricia. I know! Not many people knew, but Keith didn't particularly like Patricia heaps at all much. You never knew him before I did more. Shut up Patricia. Are you guys talking about me? Wow it's Keith. Hey. Hey Keith you're like my favourite man on the
1: radio right now. I'm on the radio right now.
0: So I'm currently dealing with someone in my life who I can't work out whether they're I don't know the difference between being passive-aggressive and uh, a gaslighter. So say if I was to say to you say if I served your meal and say it was I don't know um chops and you say, oh my God, these chops are amazing, Sam. You cunt. Is that passive aggression? I don't know what that is. It's that, that's not actually happened to me, but I, I'm working with someone at the moment. It's so weird. And they just turn on me, at, not one-on-one. So if we're one-on-one, this stuff doesn't happen. But if it's in front of people, they'll say stuff to make me look shit. Like, But it doesn't make sense that they're saying it because they've just been nice. Like... Hey, thanks for doing all that work. I've changed something online. Oh, I hope you don't mind. I was like, what? What do you What do you mean? What do you mean? Um, anyway, and it leaves me kind of stupefied in front of the person. By the way, you don't have to send me an explanation of um, passive aggressiveness versus gaslighting because I'll read it and I won't understand it anyway. I just need it to happen in front of me to make it make sense. Um, also to Helen, if you're out there at the moment, apologies. I've, I seem to have upset you. Um, she's one of our avid uh, people who listens and always messages in. I guess I don't message back enough. And that also goes out to Mr. BJ. Ben, uh, apologies for not always getting back to you. I just, look, I just don't have the head for it. I um, I, I can scan an email and that's about it. Please send your emails in. I love them. Uh, it's samnucheskeesha.gmail.com. But... I guess some of you are really good at that kind of stuff, like composing an email, sending it, and just saying, I'm going to wait for the reply, and it doesn't really come, which seems rude, but it's just not the way my brain works. Um, so apologies for that. Uh, I don't mean anything by it. I, got a, I had a couple of uh, strange kind of like semi-aggressive emails in the last week, and I was like, oh, good. Don't I go near that. But um, so apologies if I don't get back to you straight away. I will. There will be a day where I sit down and reply to everything, and I know that that day is a long way away. <laughs> But uh, thank you for sending the messages in, because if you send good ones, I'll read them out and talk about them on air. Like George last week sent me a voice message, and it was really lovely, and he inspired this week's deep dive topic, which is really weird. Uh, but I love I love getting messages. I, I love getting voice messages. And Guy Guy McGrath, the Truckie in London, you sent me a dream, but the truck noise behind it was so loud. Or the way you recorded it, I couldn't, I actually couldn't understand it. So I know you get inspiration when you're on the road trucking, but maybe you have to wait till you get to the truck stop. And here's here's a tip, just do it. Say it into your phone like you're on the phone to someone and you won't look mental. I do this all the time, so you're not standing in the middle of the street like doing a voice message into your phone. Just hold it up against your ear. It looks like you're, um, you're just talking to someone, but you're just like, you know, quite, not loudly, just like normal volume, just talking to, wow, what's that? That's an airplane overhead. Um, yeah, just so I can hear it because I I would love to interpret your dream guy, but I can't because I, I really, I honestly could not hear and understand one word of it. Um, yeah, is that, is that the, that's the only homework I had to do, isn't it? In terms of stuff. Uh, I hope everyone's got a tea towel. If you haven't got a tea towel, I mean, by the way, that's for people on Patreon. Thank you for Patreon. It really does help it means that i can um continue to do stuff and up uh, uphold websites and silly billy walk websites and pay fucking lawyers for stuff um in terms of silly billy walk and that so patreon people you're actually contributing to a much bigger picture here so thank you very much and uh i'm going to be back at adelaide fringe next year for people in adelaide uh, with a really really it's something you would never believe that I'm going to do but I'm doing something quite ridiculous in the garden next year and I'm very much looking forward to sharing that with you um not for ages though but uh pretty exciting um it's all booked in all good uh it does involve food hmm mmm mm, yeah mm, what's he talking what's he talking about um hey speaking of passive aggression i we've had major construction around us and they were doing nighttime construction <gasps> Sorry to And up, um, and we had night time at works, and basically what's meant to happen is, I know there's gonna be works outside at night. It starts, I mean, it's so rude. It starts at 8 p.m. and it's meant to go until midnight with anything heavy, and then after that, some noises, but not much. They were jackhammering. Maybe there's someone out who knows about this stuff, whether how legal it is. Um, I'm, I'm within the Inner West Council in Marrickville in Sydney, They were jackhammering and scraping concrete at 2 a.m. outside my window. And I went out there and and the weird... I don't know whether I mentioned this last week. I don't think I did. No, I wouldn't have. No. Uh, I just... I think I've replayed this um, moment in my head a lot. So it feels like I've said it on on the podcast. I'm not going to listen back to the whole other podcast to make sure... Bugger it. You can hear it again if I haven't said it yet. What? Um... Hey, just quickly, just speaking of mindfuck conversations, I'll get back to that in a minute. Sorry, go with me. Having a six-year-old and them explaining things to you and what it can do to your brain sometimes when it doesn't make sense but makes sense to them is extraordinary. So I was talking with Luna in the car and she said, Harriet wasn't at school today. And I said, yeah, you said goodbye to Harriet. She's moved to England And Luna went, what? And I said, well, you'll see her again one day because she's only going over there for a year and she'll come back to the school and stuff. She goes, and then she said, how long will it be before Harriet is in England when I go to Japan and you come back with me? And I, I mean, it was paraphrased pretty much spot on like that. And it bent my head in such a way that it was like, what are you, And she ended up crying because she was really upset that I didn't understand the equation of the fucking nonsense she just said. Anyway, back to the um, nighttime construction people. They, uh, so I went out there and I, was, I went off at them. But then, out of nowhere, this young girl, um, <laughs> this is really weird, just walked out of the darkness as well. And I was like, oh, that's someone. And I said, hey. And she said, hey. When I say young girl, she's like, you know, early 20s. And she said, oh, hey, Sam. And she recognised who I was. And I was like, wow, no one really recognises me anymore. I haven't been on the box in a while. Fuck, that's another story. Um, and she said, I really loved you in no activity. And I was like, oh, thanks very much. I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I was woken up by the construction as well. And it was just such a weird moment because I was yelling at a construction worker um, who, who then like put it on to me. Like, oh, mate, delays happen. I was like, no, fuck, you've got from 8pm 8, 8 until midnight to do this. Loud shit i got kids in there, second day of school, back after school holidays. What are you doing? Um, anyway, they got recognised in front of me and he was looking at me like, oh, you fucking think you're good, are you? are Hollywood, are you? Uh, this strange moment happened at 2am uh, to be yelling at a construction worker and to be recognised by a young young woman walking the streets at 2am, which she shouldn't. Uh, well, she should actually, as you should. Can, no one should tell you, you shouldn't walk the streets at two o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't know, there's something political there, but I, I just couldn't be bothered in the end. Um, okay, I'll, should I play another thing or just go on? I've got a thing about, about lollipop people. I don't know whether this is happening Australia-wide. Not lollipop people, the stop sign people. You know, the slow people? Um, and I know it's an Irish mafia, but what's going on with... Okay, these people that hold the slow sign for construction sites on the road, That they have a lot of... Um, they've got a lot of work done. They're these women that look like Kardashians. They look like Armenian women with really full collagen lips. And you gotta say it, massive, massive boobs and big asses, holding slow signs. It's like, what is, and I've seen them a lot. It's not like I've got an eye for it and I see it. I I find, I'll be honest with you, I find that look really, really unsexy. Especially the fake, I know the fake lip thing's a thing. I don't, I do not understand it at all. A voluptuous woman, I do understand. But the face thing, I don't get. but you know that's beauty to I guess that generation. Uh, but what is going on? With, I mean, it makes sense that like the construction workers are like, oh yeah, get her, I and mean, we get a bit of eye candy. She's bloody doing a job, stopping the traffic. Bloody her looks will stop traffic alone. Just give her a bloody sign that says stop. Um, anyway, I've just noticed a lot of them around, and uh, I don't like it. I don't know why. Um, I guess it's you know it's I guess it's equal opportunity for good-looking people. Well, apparently good-looking people. Uh, Because normally, you know, the slow sign carrier would be, you know, I guess an aga. And they're like, oh, that's not fair. Let some beautiful people do it as well. But then then again, they should let that change. I I follow something really interesting on um, Instagram. We had a, it's called Changing Faces, I think it is. And it's about bringing awareness of like a, not a facial disability, but I guess a facial, something that, that makes you look not like, the norm so you might have an abnormality and a massive lip or huge birthmark and stuff like that and it's about advocates these disability advocates saying look you know yeah have a look but don't stare for too long definitely don't snigger and laugh and all this shit because well yeah I had this moment last week at a birthday kid's birthday party and there was a little girl there and she had um, I don't know what she had but she had a thing her eye was drooping her like a palsy maybe And, um, and yeah, she was a lot younger in the mind than other kids her age. And my little girl, uh, was definitely not scared, but was really looking at her at first. And then I showed her a whole lot of stuff on line that night with people with different faces and how it's, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's just a different, different form of being a person. And then out of nowhere yesterday, she told me, you can't judge a, a person on their appearance. And she came to that occlu- that conclusion, maybe at school with the teacher, but I was just, yeah, I was kind of impressed. I was like, oh, buddy, did some parenting then, didn't I? Fuck it, look at his face. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, yes, uh, what was, what else? Oh, I'll play something now because i got to get my shit together. Hang on a minute, bye. Footy. It's as
1: Australian smearing Vegemite and an Anzac war veteran while wearing gumboots and the Australian flag like a cape. Like a cape. While thinking about Ned Kelly and Chopper opposing gay marriage in Tasmania. Gay marriage in Tasmania. As the lightning crackles in the cane field sitting in a ute having a chunder. Chunder. After eating a cold lamb sandwich in board shorts. Sandwich in board shorts. Footy.
0: Trivia. Come dine with me. Um, now, as for the uh, reality show I was talking about, I don't know. Uh, I, I've i organized a meeting. I've got in contact with, with a man and we'll see what happens. I don't know whether anything's going to happen because the one that seems like it's a big one, it's, it's, it's a big money idea. I'm now basically spending all my time trying to convince um, a network to remake Come Dine With Me. And I'll do the voiceover. If you don't know what Come Dine Dine With Me is, uh, it's possibly one of the greatest British television shows, trash television shows of the past 23 years of this new millennia. It's basically you get uh, four people uh, get together. No, five. No, it's four, isn't it? They go to someone's house for dinner one night, then they go to the next person's house for dinner the next night, and the next, and they rate each other out of ten on what the meal was like and what the uh, if there was entertainment, and then at the end of the week they unveil at someone's dinner party who the winner is, and it's so funny, so bitchy, so British. They tried doing an Australian version a few years ago on Tell, and it wasn't good. And mainly, I mean, I like James Valentine; he's an ABC radio guy, but. He wasn't up to the he wasn't up to the Dave Lamb standard. Dave Lamb is the UK voiceover guy. And it's brilliant. So I'm basically trying to convince a network, put this back on, because we can make an Australian version and make it so funny. It is a very, very, very funny concept. So I'm I'm in talks. Nothing's gonna happen. God damn it. Do you know what I did? I spent a whole like probably three days stuffing envelopes. I think I've told you about this. With um a bio on my life, and putting glitter in there, and a tea towel, and one of me fucking tea towels for free, to send it out to the heads of um, television, I've not had one response. This was weeks ago I sent them out. You fucking, you assholes. The effort and money that I put into it, just soliciting myself for work. To go in there I go, I can write for you, I could do all this type of stuff. I'm working hard to get work. And I have not had one response, and I find, and it really, it actually did get me down, and nearly made me have a drinky. Um, but you know, I guess you know they're just too good for me. You fucking too good for me, are you? You fucking network exec. A lot of work stuffing these envelopes. Just, I, I mean, I guess I went too high with who I addressed them to, and someone in the mailroom's going, "Oh fuck this guy, I'll take the tea towel." Uh, and I don't think it got through to anyone, which I, I think I'm going to expose it on social media as well and out them, which will definitely not make get me work. But the next one I'm doing, which is the most, um, I guess, uh, d- debilitating, no, um, demeaning. The most demeaning one is I'm going to be stuffing headshots. Uh, so a picture of me face with a signature on it and glitter, which is a nod to Tobias Funke from um, Arrested Development, sending them out to casting agents. And we'll see what, see what happens there. Uh, speaking of um, sending out stuff I had to stand at the school fence yesterday and hand out flyers for our upcoming charity auction and raffle to raffle money for the PNC committee to build things for the school and it's really funny watching parents react to stuff like that because some parents just don't want to be involved and I get it I totally get it when you when you're within you know a school community and it feels a little bit like high school sometimes which it does there's a group of cool kids there's a Group of cool parents. Uh, it's interesting. I realise my allies are the ones that don't want to be involved. <laughs> so what, what am I doing? Why am I involved in this? It's just not my world. Uh, but it's uh, very, yeah, it's kind of funny. You have little chats with them, and they're like, "Oh, what's it about?" And I go, oh, "Look, I've written an explanation on there. It's attached to the printout. Go read it if you want to go. You want to go. If you don't, you don't. That's fine." Um, any anyway, uh, giant payalas are bullshit, aren't they? You know, those big ones you go to the market? It's a bloody giant. I think I've, I've definitely mentioned that in the podcast before. don't know why I just thought of that then. I was just, I guess I was thinking about bullshit and how much I bullshit. Just that guy with a giant paella. No one wants that. It's just, it's not enough, it's too much food. There's not enough flavour to spread around that much rice in a giant pan. So you got a giant pan there. you got like a guy who looks like a Spaniard. It's not, it's a Brazilian. Um... And then he's got, you know, and the rice looks yellow. You're like, oh, that's a lot of saffron. I don't think it is. I reckon it's yellow food coloring. And then a, a lot of hot capsicum. Yuck. And then some dried up gnarly bits of chicken. There you go. That'll be fifteen bucks. Pi Asia. Disgusting. There needs to be a revolution in, um, in street food and fun food. Fun food at fun fairs. There needs to be a revolution within it. And I might just have one next year. What was that? What are you talking about? Shut up, Peter Genders. That's a name I heard to uh, this week. A guy called Peter Genders. And you know, it made me laugh a lot. Mr. Genders. Oh, sorry. Mrs. Genders. They Genders. What do you call so Okay. You can't. A mist. Hang on. So you got a Mr. A Mrs. A Miss. What's. What do you call they? As a Mr. Or Mrs. There's got to be. Hang on. I've got to look at that. I'm going to. Hang on. I have to-, I have to look. What is the Mr equivalent uh, is that? couldn't not a pronoun equivalent for they what is the mister for them you're likely to be safe using mister for someone who uses he him yeah well of course can I still use sir ma'am no how do you what oh Max, mx mux what is that it How do you pronounce the title Mux? So it's Mx. If you're a Mr. or a Mi- No. No. Mx. Oh my God. I've discovered a thing. Mx title developed as an alternative to Mr. and Mrs. We did a thing today. We did a thing today. We learnt a thing, learnt a thing. I'm sure someone's going to get upset at that at some point though. Um, I'm not an X, um, but it's MX and it's pronounced Mux. So Mr. Simmons. And if I was, uh, identified as non-binary, I'd be Mux Simmons. Wow. I get it. I mean, I get this stuff. It's all, you know, it's going in a way that's interesting. Like I don't know whether we need to fight about it all the time. That's for sure. Or it, you know, needs to be taking priority over stuff like, uh, the planet warming up until we all boil and die. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess that's the thing though. 22 year olds, they're going to get upset. They're going to get upset, but it's not right. It's not right that I can't walk in here and feel like who I am. Yes, you can just feel like who you are and be you, you just be you. It's all going to be all right. We can all agree that giant paellas are bullshit. Uh, okay. Oh, by the way, speaking of not bullshit, I had, um, five guys, five guys went out on their own. Uh, five guys is, oh my God. It's my favorite burger chain. Yes. I eat meat. I don't eat it a lot, by the way. And I love plant meat. I absolutely adore, uh, the burger. They do at grilled. And yes, this is going back to the first podcast, the hungry, the rebel whopper, which is a, um, a plant based whopper, which is quite good as well. It's not as good as the grilled. The grilled one's great um and i don't know whether there's a plant one at five guys i didn't check because i really i wanted the meat five guys is my favorite burger chain in the world and i, I know there's two there's two in sydney i don't know whether they're anywhere else but um they're, they started in canada i know the whole story because i became obsessed when i lived in london it's just it is the greatest burger and i know you guys are gonna go no i love a fucking traditional aussie one i love an aussie one as well i like a great australian burger from like a uh, fish and chip shop if it's done right I get it I do get it um or you like your your burgers with that um you know that's the donut bread what's it called brioche yuck I've got I hate it it's not my thing my thing I've never liked it uh it's not for me like uh there's a famous one here in uh in Sydney called Mary's it's fine but I don't like the do- the donut bun it's not my thing And so I went to Five Guys and it was glorious. Oh, it was glorious. This is almost like an ad for Five Guys. And it's really fun because you get to put literally whatever you want on it. And you tell the person they hit the button at the same time. But it doesn't feel weird because you've got the options in front of you. Pickle, heavy mayonnaise, whatever you want. Oh, my goodness. It's very, very good. It's one of the greatest burgers. Uh, To the point where my, my wife and I were so obsessed with it. When we were in London, I made a whole song called Five Guys because apparently it was about five friends came together, invented the greatest burger they could. And I was thinking about the five contributions from the five guys. And I made a song that went, f- this is before we would eat five guys. I'd sing this to my wife because we knew we were getting five guys. I'd be like, five guys went out on their own. I'll bring the meat. Yes, I'll bring the lettuce. I have tomato. Do you have the onions? And I have the bread. Five guys. Anyway, um. So I was very excited to see a five guys in the city and, uh, yeah, we went together. Love. We went, not like a date. We just pulled over the car very quickly and went, oh my God, like at 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning. And got some five guys went out on their own. Uh, pardon me. I also saw Oppenheimer. Um, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler at all. It's just a bit shit. I mean, I know some people loved it. But I was just like, uh, it felt like the editing was like a Baz Luhrmann film, just like right at you and atoms and what does life really mean? It's like, oh, whatever. I was so bored by the end. I mean, I get it. It's the bomb. It's the new, you know, the, the big one, the bomb. I get it. But it's just, I don't know. I preferred the, so, I mean, you know, these stupid movies that are happening. They've been happening for a while now. I know there was this whole series on Netflix about Spotify. It's like, who's watching that shit? Like who re- And um, I, I watched the Frito-Lay one about the guy who invented spicy chips, you know, who worked in the factory. I think we're running out of ideas. These aren't movies. I mean, it was an entertaining film, that Frito-Lay, um, Hot Ones, or Cheeto, whatever it was, it was entertaining. But it was just like, really? Why am I watching? Or the guy who invented the Air Jordans, starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. It was like, what is going on? And I don't know, just Oppenheimer felt a little bit, a little bit like that, but the stakes were high because it's a bomb. But, you know, still, you know, the the guy's at the head of the story. Like, Oppenheimer's, like, quite a boring person. He's a physicist. <sighs> anyway, I, I, I ache. I ache for a time when we can uh, go back to good old-fashioned fucking stories that you just make up. You know? i haven't done a um one of my kids podcasts in ages and i feel bad about it so i need to get back on back on that i need to just i just need to prioritize my week better i've got so much time and so little to do but it takes me so long to do things now i just don't know what is going on with me mind where is me mind where is me mind yeah um i tried doing some socials in the last week using a and uh i don't like it i'm gonna do something different i've got a better idea anyway everybody starts doing some new things um i'm going uh, we're going away the family is going off on a little holiday in a in a couple of weeks i think it's seven in a little bit um i don't know how long actually well yeah in a while anyway um and i'm trying to stock up the old i'm gonna stock up the bloody. Uh, the old computer with some family favorites. So I'm looking for and if you've got any suggestions for family films, so she, she's six years old, but she you know can watch stuff a little bit older. She can deal with it. You know, I did fall asleep with her in the middle of Raiders of the Lost Ark and she saw a, um, a man pull a beating heart out of someone's chest, which kind of scarred her a little bit. But, you know, she could deal with it if I'm there and just to explain, hey, that's not real. Um, so I, on my list at the moment, I've got all the Pee Wee Pee-wee Hermans. They're brilliant. I've got Willow on there, which uh, I've never seen, so I thought that'd be fun. Short Circuit, I like the 80s ones. Homeward Bound, about a dog, Free Willy, which is uh, was always funny. Free Willy, still is. Jack, which I think is a Robin Williams film, is on there. The Adventures of Huck Finn, I think the more modern one. My Girl. Oh, so sad. Does any Do, do you remember My Girl with Macaulay Culkin and the bees stung him and he died? And he didn't have his glasses on. And she said, how will he see? uh uh babes on there of course she's not seen that escape to witch mountain don't know what that one is i think i got this list off the internet dennis the menace she'll like that grumpy old man yes i'd watch that again in a minute that's a great film uh walter Matthau and jack lemon gee that's a great that's a great film but also the odd couple the original film if you've never guys if you've never seen it do watch it it's i think it's a playwright neil simon it's such a great film the opening scene, especially, like, I know that a lot of you people listen to this podcast who, you know, have dealt with some sad stuff in their life as well. Um, you know, contemplating, you know, existence and stuff like that. But the opening scene, I'm not going to, it's not ruining it for any of you. It's just giving you an inkling as to what this film is like. And this is a film made in the 19, I think early, not late 50s or early 60s. And the opening scene is Jack Lemon checking into a hotel and he gets in there and and the concierge says, okay, here's your room key. You're on um, level four, uh, room 11. And Jack Lemon says to him, and this is a comedy, by the way, it's a dark comedy. And remember, late 50s, early 60s. So you're on level three, uh, room 11. And Jack Lemon says, oh, do you have anything higher? So he wants to be on a higher level. And he suggests again, and he goes to the highest level he can possibly get to, which is level 11. And what's going to happen is he's going to open the window and throw himself out. So Jack Lemmon has checked into a hotel to leave a note behind to throw himself out of a window, which is really dark for a comedy, especially in the late 50s, early 60s. And even today, that would be considered, oh, trigger warnings and everyone would get really upset. Um, I Actually, I'm not going to tell you the next bit. It's hilarious. I'm not going to tell you the next bit. So check it out yourself it's the odd couple movie the original not the tv series which is okay but the odd couple movie it is such a fantastic opening scene so i won't spoil for you how funny the next bit is but it is absolutely hilarious um okay cool i'll play you something now we're gonna deep dive soon i think i've been racing through this podcast haven't i hey hey all right slow down fuckface. face all right hang on Turtle or Tortoise? Turtle or Tortoise. Waking up on Salisbury Hill. That song's big on um, Instagram as well. Everyone's playing Buddy Salbury, Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. What's going on? And do you know what I discovered? I discovered something through Instagram, which was an old song. It's such a beautiful song. It's a be- I don't like the Beach Boys. I didn't think I liked the Beach Boys until I heard Sail on Sailor. Sail on sail, on, sail on. it's a really good song. Jeez, it's good. I mean, you know, you some people will hate it, but I lo- it's a great 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 song. I should look into where that um when they did that because it felt newer than what you know, they're all soup john b or that shit uh it's a great great song uh okay she sells seashells by the seashore Pfft, what an idiot they're lying on the beach for free i'm doing some jokes on you guys Ba bar black sheep have you any wool yes sir yes sir i just said yes twice sir fuck uh red leather yellow leather red leather yellow leather red leather yellow leather red leather yellow leather why not just make orange leather <laughs> mary had a little lamb and then the little chicken what a little fatty mary was The grand old Duke of York, he had 10,000 men. Hmm, what a slut. 10,000 men's a lot. Uh, Pussycat, pussycat, where have you been? I went to Ikea and I got lost. (laughs) Oh, jokes. This one's my favourite though. Three blind mice, three blind mice, see how. Eh? Did you, did you understand how that word? That's very good because it's like three by mice, three by mice, see how they run, see how they run. But I just stopped it at C because they're three by mice. See how. Sorry, see how they run, see how. Okay. Uh, Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques, dormez vous, dormez vous. They're not even words. I know it's French, I'm joking. Uh, and it's my favorite, my other, my second favorite. I went to the doctor and the doctor said, no more monkeys, you'll probably catch something. There you go. All right, well, I think that's pretty much the podcast. Uh, that's, yeah, that's bloody, that's long. And uh, I am gonna do a deep dive. So let me find it, let me find it, let me find it. Um, George, thanks again so much for that message you sent. Like, oh, and hang on a minute. Hang on a bloody minute, mate. I do have someone sent in a noodle, some noodle flavors. <gasps> oh, hiccup. So I will get this by the way, and I'm, I'm Mr. M- you know, Mr. Fingers with his buddy fingers in all sorts of different pies. But my noodle flavor thing is real. And I'm talking to a real um, manufacturer about this. And I've had to get a lawyer involved in this as well. This is ridiculous to protect my intellectual property over the flavor profile and name because I don't want to get screwed over. Um, but a lovely fella, I don't know where he is, because I was getting angry about someone sending a whole lot of noodle flavors last week, which I don't want your noodle flavors. I don't want to nick your idea. And same as a reality TV, I'm not stealing your idea. Um, I'm trying to see whether one is possible to get up and then you, you will you'll be thanked for it and not paid. No, you will be paid. Um, but, and, and I'm not looking for noodle flavors. I've, I've got my flavor. I know what I'm doing, but someone sent me, where is it? Is it Evan? Swamp Jar? Who's Swamp Jar? Uh, was to your podcast, Kodiak Bear. No, that's not it. Oh no. Sorry. Swamp Jar. That your, your idea was not the idea. Um, where is it? Someone? Oh, here we go. Dan, Dan sent me some two minute noodle ideas. So I've not listened to them. So I'm going to play them live. So just let me stop for a minute. I'll drop the audio in and we'll listen to it together as friends, friends. Okay. So I've got Dan's two minute noodle flavor idea. Um, okay. It's on the timeline
1: here. Here it is right now. Let's listen. Couple of ideas for noodle flavors. Yep. Uh, the first one is barn Me. Um, oh. obviously you do have to have like a roast beef sort of element. No, Some, cause it's pork um, fried onions add in chilli, yeah. maybe like a, um, deconstituted, is that the right word? Carrot, mm. uh, cucumber. Ooh. Um, and then the noodles. Yeah, okay. I reckon banh mi noodles, that'll, okay. that's a winner, that one. Okay. That straight to the bank. Yeah. And the other one yeah. is connected to the Silly Walk. Yeah. I reckon Silly Sausage Noodles. Oh, that's very and odd. it's straight into the Silly Walk. Yeah. And it's basically aimed mostly at kids. So right. it's basically, the flavour really is sausage, sort of like a tomatoey sauce or something. Okay. Or like a sauce. Hot dog. Okay. Hot Bunny dog flavour. If you will. No, not um, doing that. And yeah, it's a little bit of a marketing thing, obviously with Silly Sausage. Yes. Noodles. Yes. Kids will love it. And it ties into the Silly Walk. I like that. And if you could somehow get Bunnings on board as well. No silly sausage noodles all of a sudden no no no. they're being sold out the front no no in no winter time no we're not doing that a couple of dollars a cup no a few dollars going through to the no silly sausage no or the silly walk foundation rather that's nice anyway it might be the rantings of um someone infested with no um influenza a as i currently am oh really um but yeah okay if not i reckon there's some gold in there thank you dan uh I think your band me i d has legs
0: the problem- the problem is you thought it was beef it's pork but you have a new influenza um yeah there is something interesting about that there is something in that i just the, the, you what you've got to think though is the noodle form uh and i, I like a wacky flavor i, I look i've gotta say your sausage thing is interesting and I know someone's going to bring this up with me next year in adelaide because I have a very similar thing happening in adelaide i'm not gonna tell you what i mentioned it earlier in this podcast so it's quite weird that I just listened to that live but yes don't you worry silly sausage is a thing it's not a noodle it's just not a noodle that's it it's not a noodle I love you Dan it's not a fucking noodle all right um I'm not denigrating your bloody noodle ideas but it's not a noodle I'm not eating silly sausage noodles I do not want a hot dog flavored noodle I want my noodles to taste like bloody noodle flavor mate Noodle flavor. I think back in the olden days, they'd just get uh, Vegemite and they'd put that in hot water and uh, have a potato in it. And that was that was good. And that no, I'm not making Vegemite noodles. God, the bastardization of Vegemite and making horrific flavors. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Um, Dan, thanks for your suggestion. Um, it, is it reconstituted or de? I think you're right. Dehydrated. It's a dehydrated carrot. I understand what you're doing with the ban Mi noodles. I guess the bread is the noodle. I can understand that. The chili, the soy. Okay, the problem you've got there, because I I do love a banh mi, is the pate. And I guess liquid pate makes me feel, and also mayonnaise. So a big part of what you're tasting. Mind you, I did see a recipe online earlier this week. This is rank. And it was a ramen, so because I'm really getting into noodles. It was a ramen noodle, but the base of the stock was Cupy mayonnaise which is fucking rank I don't know who, I don't care who you are hot wet mayonnaise as the base for a noodle is disgusting and that's not what you're doing Dan but you're thinking in a similar world so you've got a ban me, which is pork a pork flavor with uh, pate which is chicken liver uh, and then mayonnaise then you add to soy sauce or that nice Maggi MSG sauce they put on which is wrong but great and coriander and you've got a flavour base that's wet and hot and liquidy that could be rank. That's just my little opinion here. But challenge me if you've got a noodle idea. Challenge me. He sent this in during the week, and I did say I'm going to play this live um, on the episode, so I'm not, I didn't. So I didn't listen to it. So just so you know that um, legally, I'm covering myself here with silly sausage because it just definitely is a thing that I've got. Pump it away. All right. Um, okay, I'm going to be back with a really weird deep dive. Thanks to George from last week. I'll speak to you in seconds. Carbon wank. dive. Yeah, deep diving. And I'm Niven. And deep diving, conniving, slicing off foreskins left, right, and center. I'm slicing them up for Jesus. Jesus doesn't like your foreskin. That's Jewish. It's not actually. It's uh, Islam as well. I know female circumcision's going on. So it's not. That's not the topic for the deep dive. But it is a little bit in the, in the same way. Um, it is foreskin reclaimers. So there's a group of activists out there called Intactivists. Fighting infant male circumcision, goodness. I mean, I mean, the female circumcision is the one that's infinitely more distressing than male circumcision. Even though, I mean, I'm I'm uncirc, um, but I'm not an intactivist. But I, are there any, is there anybody out there reclaiming their foreskin back or getting surgery to get the foreskin put back on? Uh, it's a strange practice, uh, practice, especially religiously, but I know um, in, in Africa, it's uh, female genital mutilation, which is to, I mean, God damn it, trigger warning. This is so that uh, trying to disable a, a, a woman and a female from feeling pleasure from intercourse, which is just, oh my God. Intercourse is a really awful word, isn't it? Intercourse. I've got to stop that word. What a, what a rank word. Remember that you'd hear that when you're in you know, high school learning about it all? intercourse. Um, anyway, so Intactivists. So let's let's read up on Intactivists. I like uh, okay, in Boldened by the body positive movement oh God, here we go, and a sense of rage, and gr- a growing chorus is pushing back against co- uh, a common custom. The media officer of one of UK's top medical schools doesn't realise she has muted herself as she puts me on hold. She sneers with her colleagues as she passes on my request to speak to an expert on male circumcision before informing me they don't have one. This foreskin flippancy festers into a revulsion in some areas of popular culture. In one *Sex in the City* episode, Charlotte is so repelled by her lover's foreskin, she likens it to a, sharp a. <laughs> Oh, That's really funny. You know what I mean? Like, but it is—it's really interesting because you know, I, I there's, there's some American comedian. She was talking about what her vagina looks like, and it was so funny the way she described it. She said it was like um uh, a, a hurried a hastily packed suitcase, but as a cartoon, you know, when like someone packs a suitcase in a cartoon and there's all stuff hanging out of it. That's how she referred to a vagina, which is hilarious. Um, but I guess that's body is that body shaming as well. I don't think it is cause she's talking about herself, but it's also just like also demystifying the mystique of the vagina. Um, but anyway, a full skin looking like Sharpe is funny. I don't know, why is anyone getting offended by that? It's written for entertainment value, but for Adam Zeldes, a 36 year old software developer in New York, it's no laughing matter. Oh, this is so, this is not funny. Okay, I've gotta be serious about this. I'm gonna be serious and I'm not gonna try and laugh at it. Many men circumcised as babies have an epiphany when the cultural blinders come off, he tells the Guardian. I was feeling, I was a vulnerable 16 year old when I realized how much skin was removed and that my bodily autonomy was violated. Oh my God. Which it was, I mean, it doesn't make sense. You don't need to do it. I think the old, what's here, I've got the downloaded what's going on. Circumcision reduces the bacteria that can live under the foreskin. Just wash it, doesn't matter. This includes bacteria that can cause urinary tract infections or an, but you can also smuggle stuff in there as well. Like a little Lego man, which I remember doing as a child. I put a little, I'd wrap him up in there like a doona um, or a sleeping bag. Uh, circumcised and all men, you've all tried it. We've all done it. Put something weird. If you've got a foreskin, put something weird in there and closed off the end of it. Um, in adults, STIs, circumcised influences appear to have less risk of urinary tract infections than uncircumcised. What? It doesn't make sense. You're an animal and we're born with them. There's a reason why they're there. It just, I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's go back. Uh, George chapin who runs intact america oh my god i mean if he can get intact america up and i can't get the silly billy walk up then what's going on he's about foreskin deg- 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 degradation often men call us saying their wives think it's disgusting and dirty and not to circumcise their sons it's sad she says intactivus um a portmanteau of oh did i say that properly of intact and activists are raising their voices in increasing numbers about infant male circumcision, but are they being heard? Not according to Zelda's I felt immediate loss and grief that I'd never be given the chance to experience sex the way nature intended it. And nobody in society cared. It was terribly isolating. Uh, America is the Western nation with the highest proportion of infant male circumcisions. Uh, Many do it for non-religious reasons and non-therapeutic reasons. Due to the different tracking measures and non-uniform reporting of newborn circumcisions, the prevalence is difficult to measure accurately. One American healthcare agency reported in 2012 found that uh, circumcisions had dropped from around 60% to 54% in 2009. Okay. Madeline Zalaski, 26, gave birth to her son in Arkansas eight months ago. Despite not consenting, she was asked multiple times a day when he would be circumcised. Most nurses thought it was a paperwork mistake, she says. The other notable Western nations circumcising baby boys are Canada and Australia. Oh, I didn't know we were in there. Um, The Canadian Paediatric Society uses uh, the figure of 31% based on uh, Canadians, Australia and New Zealands at between 10 and 20%. In the UK, 8.5%. Oh, right. It's an extra cost in the UK. So the a- NHS stopped paying for it in the 1940s. Um, it creates trauma. I mean, look, I, I do understand that. Like you are slicing. I mean, why would you do that to a baby? I now, I now I get it in a different way. So much like, you know, letting a baby cry itself to sleep alone in a room. The fact that you get a baby and slide, like literally, I mean, I know that the, uh, I think a rabbi does it with a really sharp nail and I'm not making that up. His um, thumbnail, I think they've maybe stopped the practice, but the thumbnail, the rabbi's thumbnail was sharpened um, and that would make the first nick or incision on the baby's dick. It's insane. But just, I guess that trauma for the baby, because it would hurt. I mean, it's going to hurt no matter what. And I know there's a lack of nerve endings and sensitivity right on the end i just grabbed mine then to feel it there is a lack of nerve endings and sensitivity but they've got to still feel it because there's blood this is fucked up um so yeah i guess there is some type of trauma in there in the 1960s sexual revolution they debunked the fact that at least in america it comes from the victorian myth that masturbation was dangerous because the loss of semen would weaken a boy permanently and threaten the moral order it was thought that circumcision would somehow prevent masturbation what okay uh zelda's adult perception of his operation is echoed in many of their stories someone strapped me down and cut off a part of my genitals with a clamp and a knife forever changing my sex life for no reason goodness me this is really interesting why has it got a star rating this article got a four star rating i don't think you can rate an opinion anyway. Medical miracle or genital mutilation. Medical opinions differ. Cheryl Gower from the UK's National AIDS Trust says medical male circumcision reduces possibility of HIV transmission from HIV positive women to HIV negative men by around 50%. Hmm. I don't know. Well... I guess that because oh, yeah, we're getting into a gritty area here, uh, the NHS, the Royal Austral- Australasian College of Physicians and the Canadian Paediatric Department agree that studies about circumcision reducing the spread of sexually transmitted diseases are inconclusive and spurious uh, because they were carried out in African countries such as Uganda and the high rates of STI there's okay, it's a bloody big deep topic isn't it? Zeldas is a theory. Okay. So inactivists and foreskin reclaimers are speaking up in higher numbers, but many will not. Zeldas has a theory as to why the majority of circumcised men tell themselves it was good for them. The alternative to that denial involves you admitting you were harmed and sexually maimed as a child in one of your most sensitive areas. Many men do not want to psychologically deal with that. It's overwhelming. There you go. Sheesh. Thanks, George. That was um, certainly something I had no idea about uh makes complete sense. I am not an intactivist, but I totally agree that it's not the right thing that was done and shouldn't have been done. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, that was the potty-oddy. Sounds know really good. Is the music's coming up underneath. Naturally, this time. I haven't dropped this in. This is where it is. Oh, well, I hope you had a good one. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week full of uh, good things that happened to you. I hope that You know, the the recession's not hitting you too badly and you're able to still do some fun things. Uh, Eat nice food. And if you are struggling, I get it. And I'm very, very sorry. If you're not struggling and you can afford it, um, you can always go on Patreon. You don't have to, but I, 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 you know, even a $2 a month would be amazing to help me on this quest of being a fucking artist in this world full of cunts. Um, Anyway, look, go out there, enjoy the, enjoy the day. But it's a weird winter, isn't it? It's really sunny and shiny, especially where I am in Sydney, and that's worrying me a little bit. But you know, hey, it's it's sunny. Enjoy the sunshine. All right. Well, get out there, bloody. D- d- ignore the giant payas out there. Um, remember, um, one fuck Simmons loves you. Uh, I don't give two fucks. I give one fuck, and one fuck is here to tell you that I've got your back. Um, please send me a message at samnishaskeish at gmail.com and I'd love to hear you talk about anything, a dream, whatever you want. Get in contact with me and I'll get back to you and I'll read it out on the podcast. Why not get back to you and like, you know, in print, but I will get back to you on here. All right. Love you lots. Have a great week. All right. Bye. Wow. I did that live with the music. There you go.